in the pod shit again for yeah. another another Thursday. Ruining one Thursday at a time for you, Ruining buddy. my life <laughs> one Thursday at a time. That's right. Yeah. That's right. 100%. But re- really, though, I'm I'm so glad to be back here again today with you guys. I know. It's going to be yeah. fun, right? Listen, a lot of things have happened since you know, the last time we sat in the pod shit. Marcus, you got out of Squamish. You yeah. went on a road trip. I did. Yeah. To the middle of nowhere, British Columbia. But, mm-hmm. Evelyn, check this. This is the Thursday influence. Where did you go? You saw a hockey game. I did. <gasps> That's right. I, you saw first a hockey one. game. Yeah. So well, was the family's first one. So the family's first one. first one, yeah. Yeah. See? And, we're and? rubbing off on you. What? See? Well, <laughs> okay. Come so, on. wait. Don't you wish we would have called the show five in the box now? Like, no. Uh, what? No. <laughs> Fuck. I never win. Still with never you. Never win. Still with you, Marcus. Um, speaking of hockey... If I sound a little not quite there, all there, I know you're not going to actually be able to tell because it's me, but I took three super hard slap shots to the head on Monday night. I'm a little foggy. After the first one, wasn't there a sign saying, you know what? I'm dizzy. Okay. Lights are having this halo effect. Okay, I so can't stay up, but you know what? I'll stay in net. Take two more shots to the head. This is what pisses me off. It was in the third period. One shot. Okay. They stopped the game, right? I'm like, okay, fine, whatever. And then happens again two minutes later. And I'm fucking mad by this point, right? And I was like, okay, whatever. And then it happens the third time and I lost my shit. Like I dropped my gloves and I was like, I'm so mad. And I'm like, what the hell? And there was actually, no, there was like two minutes left in the game and I just stayed there. But honestly, I think, what? So was it this like was it the same athlete that had yeah, like, got so. you in the noggin every single? I'm time? pretty sure it was for at least two. So does like, she does she like have a beef? Like is uh, there like legit no, beef? No, but I'm gonna hunt her down. This is like ladies <laughs> hockey, right? This is ladies. This hockey. is your warning. This is like ladies competitive hockey yeah. down in the city. Yeah. Playing with Jonesy and everybody yeah. else. Well, okay, here's the thing. Two of my teammates that are super talented, including Joneser, is out with a concussion. Our other star defenseman, Helen, she's been out for six months now. Like, probably will never play hockey again. And Jonesy may never play hockey again Concussions either. are real. So it's real, and it's so terrible. And honestly, like, I think that I'm at the point in my life where I don't need to take slap shots to the head anymore, you know? I've not played hockey in probably over a decade because of concussions. And the last one I took was... And, and Marcus and I, we've talked about this because Marcus, you're a football guy. You come from the same background with some some head stuff. And I'm telling you, it's it's a real thing. And the last one, when you know when you have kids and you get a concussion, you're like, mm-hmm. and you just you just you kind of live in this fog. Yeah. And when the fog goes on beyond like a few days, and then the fog lasts like weeks, and then it turns into months. Yeah. It's like it's a real thing, and yeah, you're no just good. like, and I don't want to live like this. Anymore. That's how it, that's what I'm thinking now. I'm like, I don't want to live like this. Like, I have a business. Who's going to take care of my kids? Who's going to like? I mean, the podcast might get more interesting, but <laughs> let's be real. I don't real. remember what I said. It was ringing the entire time. <laughs> I just have like my address in my pocket in case I forget where I'm going. Sixteen text messages to Marcus later. Please cut that out. Yeah, please, please, cut please that edit out. that. Please. <laughs> so listen, Marcus. Back to you on a road trip. I kind of envisioned this like the Griswold family trip. But what was it like? Like, come on. You sent us a couple little clips heading by, you know, farms and pastures. Yeah. And literally the funniest thing I've seen in a long time where your daughters are like, hey, oh, yeah. that's the cows. And then she's like, 
oh, that's where your burgers come from. And the look on her face. Oh, my face. God. Why did you do that? You just created you ruined a ruined it. For did she order any burgers after that? Yeah, of course. Oh. Good girl. <laughs> No, it was, we did the same thing with chicken when she was younger. It's like, where did chicken nuggets come from? Like, we, we kind of ruined burgers for her too now, but it didn't That's take so her very fun. long. Isn't that the best ruining shit for kids? The thing I like also with messing with children is, is Santa Claus. Like, for example, if there's a kid being a bit of a pain and I can't really yell back at him because he's a child, it's one of those things like, well, Santa's not real. And then I walk away. <gasps> Never done that, but I've always wished I could. Oh, I was going to say, oh my God. <laughs> like, just put that out there. Dick move. Dick <laughs> you know move. What you, learn, you know what you need and to you learn? Funniest, he gets this is when he gets he's the most giddy. giddy. I know he like loves a it. dick move, and he's just like, <laughs> no, Marcus I'm loves not, being a dick. I've never I know. Ass. I know. Marcus. I'm not a dick, ass. I'm okay, an ass. ass. There's a difference, still. Marcus. I'm a lovable asshole, and I will never deny that. This is the shit that brings you to life. We found it. We, <laughs> we, we found it. We, we, found it. we took us, what, like 10, it. 11 episodes? We, we got it. We got it, Bob. Oh, hey, there we we're go. We're going to have to have, like, yeah. Marcus on, like, like here during the podcast, get on, like, Squamish Speaks and troll people. Just get on Squamish Just Moms. straight <laughs> up. Oh, uh, no, but Squamish Moms, I won't last a chance. It's ruthless. Um, Just ruthless. My so ruthless. in that place. So it was good. It was road trip. You got out of town. You, yeah. you took the Crocs for a spin, and you <laughs> Everything was, it was real hunky-dory. Yeah, we went up to a place called Lumbee, which is like a thousand people. And my wife is from a city of like 50 million. So it's just like, I why am I here? I don't like it here. Because <laughs> it's all nature and open air and she can't stand it. It's like, where's my concrete? I need concrete. Oh, anyways. Well, I feel so grateful and lucky to have our guest with us today, Lizette Soleil. Paquin. I have literally been counting down the sleeps for like since I found out this was happening like for real like it, I know yeah. it's so great you're like well, okay so tell us what else you, you're an online you're an influencer you're an online fitness coach from my heart I just really like to um share my experience with other women especially just because I got caught in a rut for a really long time and I just decided to make a change and it absolutely changed my life just to decide to begin um, for me it was a fitness journey right so you're like a life coach also yeah and yeah. so I just like to to remind people like if you're, if you're living like this beige unvibrant life like you can change it and it's, it kind of sounds a bit cheesy but it's not like mm-hmm. it's my life has remarkably changed because of one decision right and and then that led to the next decision and it just I just want to share that because well, I knew you back then too and like I can honestly say I was thinking about it today and I was like you know the light in your eyes it was not there your spark was gone and like now bingo like it's amazing to see you can see it in a person yeah from beige to vibrant right yeah, yeah. exactly yeah the, the light in your eyes is shining right now fangirl me you are there I'm a totally right fangirl I kind of felt that was a bit romantic too I like that <laughs> I I was like it's not you the know, first time that's happened long walks the, on the uh, beach shed, has it Marcus <laughs> must be all the beer we're drinking sponsored by Bad Country Brewery um, okay, so today I'm drinking Nuke It from Orbit. It's the only way to be sure. It's a Citra West Coast IPA, and it's really, really good. And I'm getting back into the old limited release. Well, I only have it for a certain amount of time, so I'm going to stick with the 30-centimeter-old uh, Kolsch. <laughs> I already got the burps. Okay, so we went to Backcountry um, on Tuesday night. Mike and I took the kids there, and we had pizzas and had some of the draft beers, and it's so good. It's actually... it's changed in there a little bit hey like they serve you now you don't have to go up and uh speaking of serving do you know that i used to serve you and your wife when you were courting yeah when you were courting it was at at boston pizza i took my wife to boston you and you you know what (laughs) you guys held hands at the table and i thought it was super romantic when was the last time you did that (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah. That's so cute. I know. <laughs> Oh my God, Boston Pizza! So you got to ballin buds. Take her to backcountry. Hold her hand oh over God. the table. Ballin. Yeah. Um, Lizette's also one of our. Um, she's one of our models for Skin Focus and for videography and for, so. She, well, obviously, look at her. Right? I just told her I could oh. be a hand model. <laughs> Your hands are really small. Marcus is too. Pack up. <laughs> Marcus, I, I have size fourteen shoes, so it's a mystery. Okay. <laughs> That's good. I like that. I like that. Fuck you guys. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so Lizette, did you grow up in Squamish? Well, I moved here when I was a month away from being 13. Um, And so I got to experience, you know, the Veracruz, the Mykonos, the um, right here. I lived in Brackendale when I moved here and there was the Snack Shack that was part of the Brackendale store. And so, yeah, because I'm way older than you, though. Are you kidding me? The Brackendale vessel. Fries and gravy. They had the best fries and gravy. Fries. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They're the handmade one. Had that little, yes, they had that yes. potato cutter square thingy. It was like You're bringing me back. all the rage back then, and they literally just put a russet on there that was clean and just pull down on the lever and then put it right in the basket. No, I and just get at it. Yeah, I used to go to the Burger Baron. They had the yeah. best fries. Yeah. So, anyways, I don't remember that. I didn't remember that at all. Huh. Well, I could I could have probably babysat you. That's probably where at. No way. There's yeah. no way. Like we're the same same. Okay. 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 Yeah, you're right. So, what brought you to Squamish then? Well, the real story, I guess, is um, my mom passed away, and so my only family lived in Squamish. So, yeah, I came up here and tried that out for a bit, and didn't really work out. So, um, ended up on my own pretty early, and and rocked it. I worked all throughout high school. I'd ride my bike and open a restaurant in the morning and do all their like quiches and baking, and then I'd go to school and then I'd. Where were you working? Um, It was Quinn's. Quinn's, oh, yeah. Cafe. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so I'd go do that. I'd open up Quinn's and then I'd go to school. Then I'd come home and I'd shut it down and uh, graduated and just rocked it. Just right from the get go, I was. You're a hustler from I, the beginning. I kind of was. Yeah. yeah, I didn't really notice it until I grinding. Really, yeah, I, yeah, I was a grind on the grind. Is that a word? Grinder? No. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, I don't know what that website is. Never I, mind. Uh, I've never heard of it. Your work ethic and not the dance floor. I think you're okay. Right? The double entendres in this episode. So, wow! Yeah, hey, look at us. Hey? Oh, I gotta really keep it PG here because I'm I can go way off and, but yeah, I I'm a firm believer in adversity, right? I think that we all have something in our lives that you know, no one's life is picture perfect, and we all have you know, mine just has some loss in it and some lessons learned from loss, and definitely I went down uh, a period of time where. I didn't know how to handle feelings from from loss and, and abuse and stuff like that, and I self soothed and some some pretty hardcore drugs and alcohol for quite a while. Well, that was a time. pretty young age for you to have had such immense loss. You probably weren't given the tools, figured how to deal with that, right? Yeah, I, my mom though, she was like a mom and a dad mentor, and like I really got twelve years of like a super oh. amazing female. Like I think that she gave me the fundamentals and the foundation that were going to carry me right. through, right? So I know a lot Clearly. of people. Yeah. Exactly. So you know what? I wouldn't change a thing. I got an amazing mom. Learn the well. I always learn lessons the hard way. That's for sure. Well, that's how we learn them, right? That's how we learn them. We veer and then Trial we learn. And we error, come back right? and we yeah. yeah. Well, it's yeah. also by necessity. You learn lessons by necessity. So at like 13 years old, 14 years old, you have no parents, and then all of a sudden you sort of have to... Did you get any help? Were you in the, in the system at all after that? No, I really fell through the cracks. I think it was just kind of sign of the times, right? Like, I remember going in and kind of checking out some options to see if I had any, and um, there really wasn't any. And so it was just like... And even then, I had my own... I rented my own trailer with some friends at 14. It was a pink wow. trailer in Three Rivers Trailer Court, and we were 14 and 15. 
Yeah, like it just that wouldn't happen now. No, you know, well, for one, you can't get anything from zero point zero one percent vacancy rate. Right? Yeah. I mean, Welcome to this that aspect, but yeah, of course, exactly. Yeah. This is such a like different time back then, right? Yeah. So, so you, you were young. You were young when your mom passed away. How old? How old were you when your mom passed away? I was a month away from being thirteen. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. She had cancer, and she had it. Yeah. She was really young. She was thirty three. When she passed, Holy. I believe like my sequence of events have happened. The things that happened in my life were just like maybe meant to be like, it, I don't know what I would be like if I didn't have my experiences. Right. I ended up getting adopted by a local family or a Squamish family um, when I was 16, 17. So, you know, and they're still my family. My kids call them grandma and grandpa and aunts and uncles. And so it's beautiful. Those people changed my life. Right. But it was the three years in between. Right. So mom passed just before 13. Then you got adopted to 16. Those three years when you were you know living with your friends in a trailer. I mean, you must have latched on to somebody or did you find any role models or is just out of necessity? You just drudged on. You just kept doing what you're doing. I probably did. And it's funny. I, I partied a little bit, but I didn't even really it wasn't even about that at that age. That came later. <laughs> but uh, it was really just um, I think, to be honest, like I really I was one of those girls that uh, I, I really seeked male attention <laughs> when I was that age. That's what I chased. And that was a hard learning lesson, too. Mm-hmm. But uh, I, my mentors came to me uh, after and I've ended up getting this collection of amazing mother figures you know I've got the the woman that adopted me her family and then I've got uh, uh, just call Terry that does the delivery she adopted me as well I love Terry yeah like I love her such yeah. an amazing personality yeah. literally she's the best yeah okay sorry yeah. just inter- go like, ahead note, yeah every time I <laughs> okay because I'm not driving to get anything anymore right but every time I call there I'll have like a 10 minute chat with her just like shooting the shit like she's I love that her kind of person like, she's that kind of person she's like hey it's just like we get into it yeah, yeah. You, you she's, talk she's to her and she's like you're you're the only person in the room you know 100 I mean? percent. yeah and she's then the she's always yeah get always, the dishes, always man. positive always upbeat always you know something good to say rarely negative she had the idea for this before this was even a thing Decades yeah before she's this like, was she's so she should have like oh man if she just you know how did you and terry get connected then because did, how did you find yourself into the system where the system finally realized oh hey there why are you living on your own in a trailer the system never found me um i i actually ended up trying to get orphans benefit even and that was denied because i didn't apply on time oh my yeah, god yeah so it's just it's just crazy but but terry and i got connected in my 20s um when a partner and i took over uh little caesar's Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. and yeah. so she was our delivery person, and she walked me through some some pretty big things. Listen, you were saying you were working at Quinn's, you're grinding it out. Was that at thirteen? Like, was that when you were 13, 14 it's, years old? It's all kind of a blur. Yeah, yeah. And so I, I know I was, I was definitely. And there's an ass. Just it's, it's amazing. It wasn't thirteen. Think no. of that because like I've got a twelve year old and I got a fourteen year old. So it would have been right in the cusp about exactly where they're both at right now in their life. And you don't see them taking that type of responsibility for themselves. I'll see them, A, getting on a bike and riding to anywhere. (laughs) You know what I mean? Um, And B, opening the store up, making the stuff, getting this done, and then moving on. Like it... And it's a it different just, time though, Friar. Like when I was 11, I was working at the Loggers Inn serving liquor at 11 and 12 years old. Loggers Inn. The Loggers Inn. Oh. They were a wonderful family that owned that yes. business, right? There was Colin, his wife Julie, Chris, and Brad. That was it. And then I got to work there too. Obviously, Liz, that's a you know, much harder worker than me. Oh, it's all relative. Yeah, I, w- I would agree <laughs> with that statement. Okay. So the age of 13, shy of 13, mom passed away, cancer. 
did she battle it out or was it something yeah. that just came unexpectedly? No, she battled. She yeah, it was quite a, a long battle and and uh, it was just my sister, my younger sister and I with her. And so it was, you know, it was hard. Like we watched some pretty, some pretty tough stuff watching someone pass, like someone pass. Right. And, you know, you grow up pretty fast and. Because that'll yeah. stiffen your upper lip in a hurry. Okay, at 13, I had guitar lessons or something from this amazing woman named Savea. Turns out that was like going to be this catalyst to me getting adopted. Like it ends up that um, she needed some babysitting um, in lieu of guitar lessons. And so her daughter had a baby. And so I got hooked up with her daughter. Her daughter fell in love with me. And a couple years later, hired me as a nanny for the summer. And then they realized that I was homeless, basically. And they said, okay, you don't ever have to leave. And at 16, I just never left. And they're the Eckersley family of Squamish and uh, Mountainay family. Mm. And, you know, it's yes. uh, our Christmas dinners are like 70, 80 people. Like, it's, it's insane. But like, um, you know, the Sweeney's, yeah, like, like it just, Carol and Enzo. Yeah, 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 like the Melia's. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if I'm allowed yeah. to name drop here, but yeah, yeah, like it's, it's just. Um, That's like the best family to be part of. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Not a bad treat. Right? That's like, no, yeah. really. And yeah. they, they embraced me and then my children like we were blood family. Like yeah. I really have had just a bountiful of blessings that have just fallen in, in place for me. Like I, I just wouldn't change a thing. And I'm just so grateful. Like even I'm seeing them all this weekend. Like it's just, I'm their kid. Yeah. Even almost like 50. how it all just sort of worked out and into place. Like, yeah, I believe when you're in flow, like when you're, when you're doing the right thing and you're in flow, I don't know. I just things yeah. things just happen. Yeah. So you're working hard in your teenage years. You're, you're helping with the with the restaurants and you're going to school. You're doing all that. You find yourself in a great family, in a great position. Once you graduate high school, what was the dream afterwards? Like, where did you want to go? Where did you see yourself? Oh, definitely acting. hundred percent. That's another hardworking world. What drove you to acting? Well, I think a lot of actors and comedians, I think we're all, sometimes we're a little bit broken. And I think there's something there we want to be seen or heard. Or I always found that I had a little spark in me. Like it was something a little different. And I just, I like to shine. I remember uh, being in the city and driving downtown Vancouver. And I heard on the radio that they were filming a, a movie in Edgemont Village. At this point, I'd already done some acting school, uh, Vancouver Film School and uh, Gaston Actor Studio. And so I just turned my car around and I went, I'm going there and I'm getting noticed today. And I did. The head of stills photography, he started taking pictures of me. I just acted like I was buying coffee at this coffee shop and they were all filming around me. And I'm like, I'm doing this. I just I just put my mind to it. And mm-hmm. it was weird. And uh, he ended up inviting me on set and I helped him take photographs for for the movie and uh, it was Double Jeopardy with uh, Ashley Judd and oh, Tommy yeah. Lee Jones. Yeah. Yes. And then he just took me right up to a really amazing industry so it was interesting what what came after that was he ended up writing a movie tried to get me into the movie and with uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger and what happened uh, well um Okay, so this, again, is around the time when I started doing drugs. And so um, you have to be, well, I was really pressured to be a certain body type when I was doing film. So, um, again, I never really did anything big. I did a lot of um, featured extra work and stuff like that. But this fellow that was head of stills photography wrote um, a movie that he let me read. And at the time, it was exactly like Benjamin Button, the screenplay that I that I read. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is like probably in the 90s, late 90s. And so he cast Arnold Schwarzenegger in the movie, and then he took me to a screening of uh, one of Arnold's movies that it was at Tinseltown, downtown Vancouver. We met, supposedly, to see if I was, if he was interested in having me. You as, met Arnold? Yes. <gasps> yeah. And he, he approved me as his love interest in the movie. Wow. Yeah. And so, again, um, this is fact of, of me at the time. I'm telling you a story from my also 
drug days, right? And also, I never had a conversation about with Arnold about me being his love interest. This is the man telling me that this is a movie he wrote, and this is so you know what this could have all been just a story as well, um, because then the movie ended up not getting made, and he ran for governor. So he decided to run for yeah, like they started Arnold doing the governor. No, he did. I know, yeah, they started scouting locations, and I I heard it was going through, and I was I told everybody yeah. and and anybody that I could tell because yeah. I was so excited. Yeah. And I was like, I knew it, I knew it. This is my big break, and yes. I'm, I oh you know, I knew God. it. You know? So uh, obviously yeah. the one thing that stands out is is the fact that like now I'm on drugs. I mean, we, we talked about how strong you are during during high school and how you were working and you were getting to that certain level. You had all the support. And then then you're in the film world. You are acting and there's like and now you're using drugs. What sort of led you to down that path? Was it just because you were out and about? You were partying? You were looking for acceptance? Is this just or it was just a need that you felt that you had to do? Or I was never interested in anything like that. I had never tried anything even into my 20s. I had never it was never on my radar. I was always really pretty laser focused and and just I actually was a mom at 19 and a half and very focused on being a great parent and it just wasn't in my world and then I had been offered stuff many many times and, and declined it every time and then this one time it was offered and, and I you know was told it was not an, a, an addictive substance and so I actually looked it up this is when Google wasn't really Google and I was like okay maybe maybe I'll just try it and it was crystal meth <laughs> and it is highly addictive yeah. and and it took me down for a long time and then you know I would drink to come down off of it so it was it was a long time on that train and it, but it made me skinny right and so I'd get people coming up to me and I'd be a mess inside and they'd be like you look so good like, I've yeah, never thanks. seen you yeah, yeah I've never seen you look so good and inside I was like, oh. you're like dying yeah, yeah. Was, yeah and I and I but I was addicted to that pressure right so that that you know and it's funny because I here I come today and you've invited me to this podcast and honestly I almost started crying well I did I started crying on the way here because I'm like what has happened to your life because you used to be somebody that nobody wanted in their in their home right that probably wouldn't even want their kids around that you can like turn your life around just like that it just you, you don't have to stay there you don't have to be stuck right it doesn't matter what you're going through what your story is how bad you think you've had it there is an alternative and there's change right and so that's right it just yeah. takes one thing right one thing so how did you find your way out of that hole then like how far down that rabbit hole did you go oh I went for a long time like decades decades um and uh you know it's been a journey for me it's been a long 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 journey for me um it's a tool, especially alcohol. The drugs actually were quite, after I decided to quit, the drugs actually were fine. Like I could, I let them go when I eventually did. Um, but it was the alcohol, well, which was, is a huge feat. That like, is don't, huge. Because don't you, like you just skirt over that. Like that's yeah. huge. You can't just gloss over that. Especially, especially something like crystal meth. When was that moment you hit rock bottom and you realized, listen, this is not what I'm going to be doing anymore? Well, I've had many. Um, I've had many because my journey in sobriety has not been like a one decision thing and that I stuck with it. I didn't. I've relapsed many times. But the one that stands out for me the most was um, I have two children and they're 14 years apart and my son was little and um, he's the second child. And it's funny because I took crystal meth to be thin, but I ended up getting up to about 240 pounds. But that's when I stopped weighing myself. And I would wake up in the morning and the first thing I would grab was I'd look for a beer in the fridge right and um and still dabbling in a little bit of drugs here and there um because I was bigger I wanted to be smaller so I play that game and I just remember I couldn't chase him I just was tired and I just I felt like I was stuck in someone else's body and I just I wanted something different for myself and uh 
I just decided to to stop drinking, go to AA and to start running. Right. And so I just started running like telephone pole to telephone pole. Right. You know, next week, try two telephone poles. Right. And and just really try and focus on not using alcohol as my only tool in my tool belt to, um, to self-soothe. Right. Well, yeah, it's, it's also finding that the social connections, usually social connections is what help people recover. So the fact that you actually stepped up and went to AA and you went to get some help or at least some connections. I mean, what, what happened to your family then? Were your family there helping support you as well? Trying to get oh. yourself, you know, your bootstraps back up? Oh, yeah. But I put my my family through absolute hell, like just so deep in my addiction and just uh it creates a very selfish way of living you know I took down a lot of people and it's it's crazy because sometimes I do I'm you know I have a job now where I help women get unstuck and I'm like sometimes I do have imposter syndrome because I'm like who am I to be telling you anything like I used to be somebody that that would drink and drive right you're the best person to be telling yeah you that, like, and, and, and exactly yeah. and thank you thank you you are but, and you're like empowering and you've been there and you've been you are the best person to be doing what you're doing you would almost be hypocritical to be talking about it if totally. you hadn't lived those experiences. That's a good point. You know, and that's there's a lot of life coaches out there these days who haven't lived those experiences and they're trying to help people, you know... What they've read what or... could be a dark time in those people's lives, but they've never lived it. I don't think you actually know until you've lived that shit. Yeah, yeah, right? exactly. Like, that, you don't truly know. Like, you can know, you can read about it, you can whatever, but you don't truly know. You know, the old saying, you don't, you don't know unless you've walked a mile in their shoes. Yeah. So what's your mantra now then? Well, life coaching is, I mean, I'm not a certified life coach. I'm an online fitness trainer. And so, but I find it's that I'm, naturally, I'm drawn into yeah. the life coaching aspect of it because I'm a real nurturer and I, I care, right? And yeah. so my mantra, right, is just, especially because like I'm somebody that's nearing middle age, I'm fif- almost 50 and, you know, it's never too late to change your life, right? You're, I say never too late, never too broken, never too old. It, there's never a point where you're never too broken. Like it's just, you can always change your life, right? And and grabbing a hold of somebody that's walked the walk before, right? Link arms with somebody that's traveled that that road and, you know, until you can fly on your own, you know, like and... And who is that person for you? Oh man, I've had so many. I was actually going to make a list of my mentors before I came here. Um, but it's funny because you had Jamie Lynn on and she's my cousin through my adoption, my adoptive family. Isn't that funny? That's awesome. Yeah, oh, right? And I actually lived with her in the very, very beginning of my sobriety. I, uh, she was my roommate, her and Casey. And I remember watching her doing her food prep and her intense workouts and going to her first fight being like, wow, this is a badass bitch. Like this She's is a badass yeah. bitch. And I remember going to CrossFit for the first time and seeing women lifting really heavy weights. And I'm going, my mind was blown. I went to um, Rebel Fitness. Uh, Keith Riel was the uh, owner. I think he still is. It just blew my mind to watch women. I had no idea. You're not sitting here today in the pod shed at 240. No. So that's another massive thing. Like, and it's not something to belittle either. I mean, that's that's a very tough thing to do dedicated disciplined this girl's in the gym at 4 a.m every single day like you so my jam work your ass off and i see it you all watch your instagram whatever i know you're in there every morning well you got the same crew you guys go oh it's like family now sorry legitimately 4 a.m in the morning 4 a.m and they used to be earlier than that but i've decided i really like people but i used to go so i could not see anyone i could just focus and self-conscious about my body i didn't like that that you were going like at 3 2 30 i was like i would the magic happens in the mornings, it people. Does. 
It does. The magic happens in the mornings. It I does. It truly that. does. Yeah. And so that's my jam. And I'm also training for a fitness competition. So I've given myself a big hairy ass goal and I'm like, this is the next thing for me. And yeah, it's, when is so that? You're training for a competition now. Yeah. And I don't even know how much I weigh right now. I actually got grounded off the scale because I, I would obsess about the number so much. Yeah, but so that doesn't matter, I, I right? Like I have muscle, no idea how much I weigh and I'm okay with it. Muscle weighs more than fat. Like, who cares? Well, like, no, it's, you just, it's not even right. about that anymore now. Yeah. It's like, I'm like, it's just about, to me, it's about mental toughness. Yeah. I'm like, I used to be at the bottom of the barrel and I hated myself and I hated my anything about me and now I'm like I like me and I'm like where can I take myself I've taken myself to one extreme opposite on the other extreme how far can I go that way you know it's a challenge right and so I'm like I got this when's this competition well I haven't decided yet I've I signed on with a coach even a coach that has a coach um, I signed on for a year in October and I've lost about 50 inches so far I don't I'm in no rush like I'm really enjoying the process when my body's ready um, my body's ready so um, I'm, I'm thinking the fall I love it yeah so why do you say the magic happens in the morning i mean it sounds like a disney thing oh there's some cheese factor there but it's good yeah. it's good oh yeah the, the magic does happen yeah, in the morning you don't find it? that i mean like i'm not talking like that kind of magic like whatever but i think um, that's magic in the morning too though <laughs> yeah but i don't want to talk to fryer about that no, this is like, yeah we're not going there gross. TMI. okay oh. <laughs> I'm with Marcus. I'm just kidding. I'm with Marcus right now. <laughs> yeah, you. No, I, I had a joke, but it was just, just so inappropriate. Well, whatever. Brain. Oh, because you're going to start now to being appropriate? Me? Yeah. Yeah. No, it was something about morning wood, but I'm going to move on. Yeah. yeah. Actually, you know what? That's the best wood. <laughs> no, you know what? The funny? Um, best wood. Okay, back in the day, we had a construction company. Wood. We had a contracting company. <laughs> and um, he wanted to name it Morning Wood. I would hire you. <laughs> I would only hire oh, you. Yeah, they wanted to name it Morning Wood. It's like that company Dick's Lumber. I was just like, what? Yeah, no. and they always went to Dick's Lumber. <laughs> That's a real company. Because Dick's has wood. It's a massive Dick's company. Dick's has wood, yeah. <laughs> massive, it's a massive company. company. It's Smart. Massive. You know Dick's Lumber. We marketing have the best wood They have That's a lot of girth at Dick's Lumber. <laughs> they do. But okay, no, but honestly, I agree with you because, you know, I do like the marketing. I do a lot of creative work. And I would always say that when I got up at like between five and six, that was the time that yeah. I was like the 100%. most creative always. Yeah. I always thought that it was like, yeah, the golden hour in the morning. Yeah. But don't, and don't knock it till you try it. And this is the thing. I like some of my clients, I don't like, don't just jump on it. You don't just jump on it. No, you're you not make it a routine. Yeah, right? yeah. And five minutes at a time. You know what? Five minutes, yeah. seven, like, so over a week, if you wake up five minutes over a week, you're 35 minutes earlier and you don't even notice it. Right. Setting that clock yeah. just five minutes earlier, two weeks, you're an hour and 10 minutes. Getting it done in the morning. Is that a metabolism thing? Is that like a, a something to get your metabolism going? Is there like a physiological reason for it? Or that's just how you prefer to do it. It'd be awesome I, to get I have it actually done heard that day though, right? Like get it done first thing in the no, morning. But we will procrastinate a workout and put it into a negative. You know what? It, okay, I'll do it later. Then you work and then the kids are screaming and you're or tired. whatever. You're tired. You're, yeah. And then it becomes a negative. So getting up that early, people are like, you must nap. And I'm like, hell no. Like I don't nap. Like I, I get more energy from working out in the morning. Right. When I would get up and like work out in the morning too, I would have energy for the whole day 100%. after. But after yeah. work, no one wants to work out. I never did. I don't know why. I don't know what's wrong with you people. I never did. I used to work out in the mornings all the time and I was just like, I'm sore and you tired. Got, you never had it Didn't energy? Want to do it anymore. But no. maybe you're telling yourself that. No. You're, you're, you're telling your subconscious mind you're tired and maybe we need to change your language no actually i when i worked out like say right after lunch like one or two o'clock i was pumped for the rest of the day that's how i worked when i was playing football i used to do all my workouts middle of the day morning was more like some cardio some moving around and then having a, a good breakfast and then i worked out hard 
uh, one or two o'clock, and then you know we'd go to practice or play. So yeah. I just felt more juice during middle of the day than I did ever in the morning. If you're a self motivator and you can do that in the day, I think we all have our time. Like we we all don't have to have the same routine, right? It's just I know for some people, if you're going to procrastinate, just get it done, right? Mm-hmm. And also that some people with children too, creating that space for yourself where you're not like I don't have time. I have kids. Well, then make time. Yeah, make create that space where it's just you. You're not anyone's mom. You're not anyone's lover or partner yeah. or you know wife. You're just you and you just do it right so if you can do it in the if you can do it in the afternoon call dick slumber do it just do it (laughs) you were mentioning how when you got to the gym how women can belong here I mean, hasn't that stigma sort of been broken down yet? Or just like, was there a barrier? Like I, I see on the Instagram all the time, like women posting stuff like, be comfortable in the gym, ladies. Keep going, ladies. It's like, I never thought that was an issue. But of course, I am I would never notice. Well, I never knew that. Like I said, I like doing things that boys do. I, I like to be challenged, right? I like to, if someone tells me I can't do something, I'm like, no, just watch me do it. I'm going to do it. And I'm going to do it really well. And so actually having the visual of these women, like, with these plates upon plates upon plates upon plates, you know, and doing it this massive deadlift. And I'm like, that's a boy deadlift. Like, I, I was like, what? Like, I, my mind was blown. And so I think even now, like, I think even even with my clients, I'm like, you can lift heavier than that. Like, there's this perception sometimes that we're going to get big and bulky. And no, we're not. No. You know, we're just not. So you, you can lift heavy. And, and it's just we lose a half a pound of muscle every year after the age of 30. Right. We need that muscle. Wow. Like, we need that. And so even doing like three days a week of like 30 minutes of weight training, I think everybody should do just yeah. for their their own health, for longevity. Right. So I encourage women and. I, I love lifting heavy. I, I I feel like a badass when I can like lift and look beside me, and I'm lifting almost the same as as a man. Like you know, I yeah. I don't know. I don't know if that sounds yeah. cocky or no, whatnot, but it really lights my fire. Empowering. Yeah. Lisa easily lifts more than I do. Oh fuck! Easily. Easy. I, I call a lift off. No, but can I, we have I've a never, lift off? I've never been in the gym. Do you have I've any? Been, do you have any weights? From being an athlete, I've never I've never been been that guy. Looks like it. I know. <laughs> Sorry. My, my, I have like tiniest arms. Like Look literally. I got tiny arms too. I'm a goalie. I think your arms might be bigger than mine. Yeah, your arms well, are so one skinny of my you can't features. even hold a beer can because we're sponsored by Backcountry Brewing. Yeah. Me, I can't hold a beer can? Yeah, guess what you I'm drinking right now. You just it all over the place, but I know. now you cracked another you know one why? open. Guess what are you drinking? I'm drinking now. I'm drinking a Widowmaker. <laughs> and Friar's actually drinking one of the other staple beers, which is their Bridge Under Pilsner. Yes. this is, That's a good time right there. So is most of your clientele uh, women? Are you feel empowered by going to the gym? And you're like, yeah. So are you trying to bring that same empowerment to other women? Well, thank you for asking. So yes, actually, I, I just do women. Um, I'm not an in-person trainer, so I can do that. But um, I was actually, this is, again, one of the sequence of events of my life is I um, was in a multi-level marketing uh, business for a while, and I reached out to my current bosses i hope it wasn't doTERRA and nope and thank uh, god <laughs> and uh i reached out to my future bosses and i tried to get them on board with me and it, they turned the tables and i actually became a client and then um loving what i was experiencing with these amazing women and they asked me to do their admin work and so i started doing back admin work shameless plug you can, you can okay. name these well, ladies we had an old name older name then we've now changed it so it was um the kk way because it's casey scott or casey wood and her daughter carissa scott and so um do, or do 
you familiar? Yeah, 100%. Yeah. I actually uh, okay, I've, sweet. I've got their social media feed yes. up and Casey. And uh, yeah, it, it's actually, it's great. It's, Casey, it's really she's amazing. She was actually my very first fitness instructor. I think it was called High, Highland Fitness or, or High, I think it was Highland Fitness, but it was here in Squamish. It's now Club Flex, who's, but Club Flex is my gym. Mm-hmm. Club Flex is my family. I love Club Flex. But, um, and so uh, Casey and Carissa, I went to uh, as their client, then I eventually started working for them. And then they said to me, hey, we really think that you have something special. Would you like to get certified and become a coach? And I was like, hell no. I'm like, I can't do that. I'm good at admin. I just want to be in the background, right? This is still when I'm on my kind of personal journey with like finding my light again. And you know what? Something made me change my mind. They saw something in me that I couldn't see at the time. And then I took it. And so I've been a trainer for about a year and a half now. And so I coach predominantly online. So it's kind of cool. So if you, especially through COVID, if you couldn't go to the gym, right, I could show you how to work out at home. You could basically do it with soup cans if you wanted to. And, you know, we give like lots of videos to show you how to do your form right and everything, but also a lot of the mindset piece. So a lot of us have the exercise and the nutrition, but there's something missing. So we teach you about all your limiting beliefs in your in your subconscious that, you know, talk you down like for me it was I remember someone called me thunder thighs and in grade eight and like that you know I have a slow metabolism I'm big boned or like whatever your story is maybe you had parents that called you fat or I I had actually relatives that would monitor my portion size versus another you know and so all these things it's it's working through your mindset that changed my life mindset is the way our mind is set we can change a channel at any time right so I just changed my channel and I want to share that with other women right well, and how so, do you go about changing other people's channels for example it is it is intricate but <laughs> it's not right it's just it's just really being open and addressing it and being um, being willing to to maybe thinking that the way that you think or your perception of the way you see, see things is possibly not right, you know, and, and that we can change it, you know, like I, I lived uh, very uh, with a lot of self-pity for a long time and I, I thought the world owed me something and I was so hard done by and I told everybody my story that would listen and I told them all the negative and poor, feel sorry for me. I, I was a super victim. I clung on to that as my identity. I've probably talked about here before is that at the end of the day, if you're going to be Eeyore and you're going to walk around and woe is me, that's the energy that you yeah. are going to, Absolutely. to attract. And if you if you act more like Pooh, I wouldn't say aloof, but uh, energetic, positive, have a positive outlook. Like you know, I'd even go so far as to say, bring Tigger if you can. You're going to attract that energy, and and and, and that's what helps yeah. change. We're yeah. talking about mindset. That's what helps change mindset, yeah. right? Yeah. Drive, discipline, determination. You've got to change those things in somebody to make them want to get off their ass and get into a gym or even just step out of their comfort zone to do something like this. Mm-hmm. Tigger is a bit much, though. Tigger is just too much. He's too in your face. That's too, me. Too much. <laughs> but, but I probably could probably say that's me, too. You know what I mean? Like, I, will, I wanted to say it so bad, yeah. That's Tigger's what we can thing, Right? I mean, but it, it's so true. I mean, changing mindset is a massive yeah. thing. So that's just one part of what you're doing. Like, right? you're so inspiring. Thank you. Like you, like you're inspiring other women, but like you're just your your life story, everything. Because you could have gone either way, mm-hmm. right? I mean, let's be honest. Thirteen years old, mom passes away. You're at the cusp. You slip through the cracks. There's nothing there, and instead of going real far on the other side of the tracks, you decided to ride it as hard as you could, grind it out, and ended up on the other side. Yeah. You know, and that speaks volumes to the person that you are. Never mind the work that you're doing right now to help other people who may be in the same similar circumstance. And I don't think it's... That's what makes her inspiring. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Very sweet. Thank you. Yes. 
Change one thing and change, change your life. Yeah. Right? Change yeah. one thing, you change your like exactly. Is there a plan to do the life coaching programs or and to expand your realm of helping others get out of that that certain you know dark place they're in? I would love to, and it is it is probably going to be eventually something that I do. 100%. Right now, again, like I'm on the same growing path as everybody else, right? And uh, part of this journey has also made me look at a whole bunch of areas in my life that need some addressing. It, one of them is my personal life. And so I'm currently going through a separation. And But my, my beautiful story is, um, and this will segue into what you said for life coaching, but and that will be next on my agenda. But when you change your life, some of the things that are unacceptable and aren't healthy, you can't see them until you make those changes. And then you it's like you have a different set of goggles on right and so um i met somebody and this is where i believe in things being put in your path i met somebody five years ago let's say and uh a widower that had two daughters and they he just lost his wife and son in a car accident and i ended up together with this man i think it's odd like his daughters were the same age as my sister and i when we lost our mom and then i ended up with a man that had daughters with mother loss right so i'm now mothering and i've taken these girls on as my own so i don't have two children i have four so i want to make sure that i get i speak of all my children in this podcast but um i now have four amazing children and they're my girls and so um i've i've decided to leave their dad and i want to bring him with me so this is now my next focus is is creating my own life on my own now with my extended like my new family right right? and uh and then life coaching is like i love working out it's my passion but i connect with people in the life coaching aspect so i'd love to bring that into my personal training as well it's not just about moving your body no it's not and that's you just bring that in naturally connecting with people and you've always been like that it's just life just comes full circle doesn't it if you if you allow it if you become a participant in your own life it is crazy what can happen right just feel super blessed but yeah definitely on the horizon mm-hmm. okay now let's let's get a little bit funny here um, let's do it so when you when you have clients what is the like the dumbest thing you come across with clients like oh, what's the, what the most typical thing they ask you to this do? Too. what is the most typical thing a client asks you to do is like can i just get skinny by doing nothing like how does that work oh, Brian, yeah. fire call you can i can i <laughs> I got this. I got this one spoon a day product, and uh, no, yes, I have, I have this thing right called colon broom. It makes me shit, but I'm still not losing any. So, weight. if I take essential oils, will I get really skinny? <laughs> what kind of supplements should I be taking? Is apple cider vinegar going to help me burn fat? If I don't, if I don't eat bread, you know, like if I cut all the, all carbs, like it just it's crazy. And this is again, like it's part of the reprogramming that we have to do because it's we all come in with these preconceived notions of some of something, right? Yeah, like this. Is is bad that's bad yeah um and and uh, i mean i don't know about men um but i can speak to the women that i work with where um many times it we want they want this to be the biggest loser they want to they want to lose the 20 pounds in in the five days kind of thing and yeah. it's like no for me this is building a lifestyle and it's just it's just creating new habits but i i hear it all like you know it and it's crazy like i also get people to log their food and and i watch what they eat and and a lot of times you know there'll be some huge overindulgences and people are like i just don't understand why i'm not losing weight and it's it's just sometimes there's a, just a disconnect with. It was the four burgers yesterday. Yeah, exactly. Too yeah. Much day. My metabolism. No, that into that too. Where I'm. My yeah, metabolism. My, no. my body type. No. My big bone. It's yeah. the Twinkies in your yeah. back pocket. Well, it's crazy how many people that I work with don't have n- basic food knowledge. Like they weren't raised with basic food knowledge, and right. so it's a it's a, like relearning um, a thousand percent of what is healthy. Like they'll be like, oh, but this says low fat, so it's healthy, oh or God. you know what I mean, stuff yeah. like that. And it's like, no, 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 no. Like our people are. Scared 
scared of, of fat in general. I'm like, no, fat is, is good. Fat's fat, good for you. Fat's, fat's super important. Yeah. And so are carbs. Everything is, we need a balance, right? right? And Low fat, I found, means more sugar. Bang on. Yeah. It's low fat. Yeah, exactly. 80 grams of sugar. <laughs> All right, I'm putting that back. What's your, uh, what are your social media handles so like everyone can follow you because you have an amazing you. social media. Uh, Lizette underscore Soleil is my Instagram and Lizette Soleil Paquin is um, my Facebook. Follow her. Seriously. Inspirational. Educational. Okay, so I have never even told you who I work for. So I've told you the names, but I didn't tell you our name. So we're Authentically Fit. So oh. at Authentically Fit, okay. um, I'm the head coach. Basically, the clients that I love working with, I love working with anybody of any level of experience. And, and what I love to do is it's my job as a one-on-one coach to work with where you're at because we're all starting at a different spot, right? Wherever, whether it be someone starting out as a beginner or with injury, wherever wherever they land is getting to know, where, never pushing them past where we need a starting point, right? And so getting to know each client and where their starting point is and where, you know, not throwing all of a sudden, okay, now you're going to work up five days a week and you're going to eat this, that, and the other. And it's just, it's a, it's new habits and it's getting to know where they're at, linking arms, doing it together. Okay, no, like, but for real though, I would love to come and work out with you. Yeah. Um. But yeah, if you're not going only at four a.m. No, 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 no. I'm down. Yeah, yeah. No, it's it's and it's nice. It's nice at all times at Club yeah. Flex. It just it's just it's like happy hour all the time for me there. It's just yeah. great. I miss Dawn. Yeah. Dawn yeah. from Club Flex. Yeah. I worked out when Dawn was there. Owner. That guy used to give me shit all the time because I used to go in the leg press and I used to put like before too my, many plates on but yeah too many plates on <laughs> yeah. and he used to yell at me like I don't even put those plates on a stupid machine because if your knee buckles you're going to get crushed and I'm not going to pull all that weight off you and you're going to die I'm like okay thanks Don no problem he's doing his job I like plates too <laughs> full of food of food of food oh yeah well you got to eat to gain or to build muscle so food is your friend why don't we do a segment where you and I go work out with Lizette yes that would be Sick. We could all wear 80s workout gear. Oh my God, yes. <laughs> I was I'm actually going to wear that today. Right now. Can we do it? <laughs> we can film it. <laughs> no, it's going to be a social like, media blitz with yeah, you in let's. tights. And then oh we can God. make a TikTok. <laughs> yes, and we'll do it at lunchtime. <laughs> when there's the most people in the gym. Can we do it? Lunchtime is the most people in the gym. I don't well, know. no, then after we're done our workout, we can go to backcountry and <gasps> have some pizza. Pizza. Yeah. And then have a really good oh, Caesar salad. Pizza. We have the Caesar salad and uh, the, oh my God, the Forager pizza. Oh. <gasps> Ridiculous. Yeah, their food looks oh, amazing. Mushrooms. So yeah, yeah, with the no, oyster mushrooms. No mushrooms. No. And then uh, like uh, you mushrooms know, like, on half. Mushrooms on half. Pepperoni for the kids. It's good. And like for and for fryer. I only eat mushrooms <laughs> when I'm getting high. Lizette, it has been an absolute blast having you on the show today. Thank you. Oh my god. Thank you very much. Listen, we thank you for spreading your message of you know power and positivity. Like and, she's literally one of the most positive sto- people I've ever met. Like yeah, and sharing you. your story because it is it's not easy for everybody to share a story like yours. So we really do appreciate you having on here. You are the epitome of where you at Buds Podcast being on here telling. You know, an ordinary person telling this extraordinary story and how you overcome it and what you're doing today. So we and your thank light you is back. For being that here. light, thank you. Thanks for noticing. Is back, and, and I know. And giving the light to others. And thank giving you. the light to others. exactly. Yeah, this is. You guys have been a huge part of my growth by by this experience. Like I, it is relit a new fire in me. So this is this is amazing, and I thank you guys. The program is rated TV MA NSFW OMFG GAF TTV BYGAS. It is unsafe for epileptics. It kills lab rats. And oh my God, this shit is going to give you nightmares for real. Big brother is like, why is that still on the air? Because oh, guys like me. Really? <laughs> I am a big brother fan. You watch that? Oh, but super big brother? Fan. 
Super fan. Why? And we actually have a fan. No, 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 no. Don't, don't change the Why? The social experiment is absolutely awesome. I How? Love <laughs> I love it. I you love get a the, bunch of I love people walking around and lying shit. people bold face inside a house and you can't get out of it. Like, I love the, the conflict management. I love the conflict resolution. I like the mediation. I like the... It's I just not like painful it. at all for you. No. We should do it here. No. I'm still to this day blank out when people are like, how are the Kardashians even a thing? The scariest thing about the Kardashians is that Kylie Jenner wanted to be the youngest billionaire so people gave her money yeah. so she can be the youngest billionaire. 100%. That's how fucking ridiculous they that said, fucking like, shit is that people don't thing. realize. Like, I'm For a hard-working yeah. person. I make 40K a year. I'm barely surviving on my own, but give this her 10K. fucking bitch yeah. wants to be the fucking youngest billionaire ever, so I'm going to give her a few bucks instead of feeding something to my children. 100%. It's fucking ridiculous. No. That happened. She, no, it did No, not. it did. It did. It's totally right. I don't even know who Kylie Jenner is. Oh, my She's God. the youngest fucking billionaire because people gave her fucking money. <laughs> no. It's fucking ridiculous. No. Yep. You've got to be kidding me. All they got to do is get on here and just say, give me money, and people would do that? For her, apparently, Yes. No. This is why all that reality shit fucking bothers me because it just entrenches the okay stupid. You put them in a house, you lock them in there. They're done for like ninety and days. And they're ballers. They got like they got everything they need in there. 